It's Vancouver's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. Today's podcast is brought to you by Legacy Advantage. It's a new year, time to start thinking about preparing for tax season. As an entrepreneur, you want to make sure the experts do your bookkeeping so you can spend more time focusing on your company. That's why at VancouverEntrepreneur.ca, we use the bookkeeping services of Legacy Advantage. They make sure our books are accurate and done right so we can focus on BC entrepreneurs. This tax season, make sure you call 778-785-6879 or go to legacyadvantage.ca and see how better bookkeeping equals peace of mind and more profits. Hello, this is Robert Smile coming to today with VancouverEntrepreneur.ca, where we talk to the entrepreneurs who are making it happen here in British Columbia. Phil Craig is originally from New Zealand, where he studied chemistry and international business. Despite the great people and an awesome place to work, he and his girlfriend decided to leave New Zealand and explore, traveling through South America for six months and then moving to Canada. His startup is a labor of love, with a passion for science and looking to help bring more of it to the world. Phil is eagerly building the first equity crowdfunding marketplace for research science right here in Vancouver, and it's called Start the Reaction. Well, Phil, welcome to the show. Thanks for taking the time today to be here for all our listeners. Thanks, Robert. Thanks for having me. I got to tell you, I love that name, Start the Reaction. <laughs> yeah, it actually kind of came about when I you know, got, got looking for some domain names for a couple of other ideas that I had, and it was actually sort of one that I stumbled across as like a, a cheap one I could hold on to and use in the intermediate while I was trying to get, you know, something ideal. But the more I thought about it, the better it became. You know, I'm thinking you're putting a bit of money in to start the reaction for the scientists, you know, the chemist in me sort of singing out. But um, I've actually grown really fond of it and I'm definitely settling with it, yeah. Good. Okay. Well, we know you're from New Zealand and you did some traveling. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about your current business? Sure. So, um, yeah, like, like you said, I'm originally from New Zealand um, and we've just moved to Vancouver, myself and my girlfriend. Um, we got here end of July, so I'm pretty fresh to the scene, but um, uh, it's a really cool place and um, it's a really exciting tech ecosphere to be part of. Um, and I'm learning a lot and meeting a lot of cool people and it's the perfect place in my mind to start what I'm doing. So, um, yeah, you mentioned Start the Reaction, um, the first equity crowdfunding platform for science. Um, and really, it sort of boils down to my desire to bring more science to the world, like you say. So when I studied chemistry at, at university and um, following the degree, I spent a bit of time working in the labs as an organic chemist. One of the problems that I sort of found was the longer that you spend in the world of science in that sort of chemistry academic space, um, the harder and harder it becomes to focus on the chemistry as opposed to finding money. If you're finding money for your lab, for your PhD students, your postdocs, um, and it basically becomes a big time commitment. Like up to 25% of uh, you know, a leading scientist's time is spent seeking funding um, as opposed to seeking the answers for the science they're doing. And I mean, it, it really steered me away from pursuing that career. It really, it, it was disenchanting, to be honest. And 
Um, I, I steered away from that, I did a little bit of business and then the more that I think about it, my passion is definitely still with the science, but um, I was sort of trying to marry up a bit of what I learned in the business world and um, with those passions and, and I want to help. So um, yeah, an equity crowdfunding platform, I guess the, the most similar thing to compare that to in Canada, if um, you're familiar with, familiar with Front Funder, is, um, it's a similar concept, but for science rather than for businesses. Um, or if you're less familiar with that, I can get like a Kickstarter for science, um, but instead of getting a product out of it, you're getting co-ownership or equity of some kind in the science research or science-based startup that's going to be coming through the platform. Um, okay. And Yeah, jump in. No, go ahead. Um, so uh, at the end of the day, it's, it's all about enabling the scientists, um, helping them you know, improve the rate of technological development and delivery that they can pump out their work um, and basically allow us to do the heavy lifting for the funding and help them just get going with the science and, you know, ease that funding issue. I guess you got a lot of engineers and scientists and things like that who just not are business savvy and so you kind of fill that gap. Yeah, that's definitely one part of it, yeah. Yeah, okay. Did you need financing to start your company and how do you currently make money in the business now? So at the moment, and I'm bootstrapping this because I'm quite fresh to Vancouver. Um, I haven't got financing yet, and to be honest, I wouldn't be looking to get financing until I have a source of revenue to illustrate the proof of concept, I suppose. Um, but the way that we'll be taking uh, cash from this is very simple, well, very commonplace for, for marketplace operations where um, there's a transaction that we facilitate between investors and scientists and as a part of that transaction, we'll take a small percentage as a commission-based um, earning. Okay. Now, what is the long-term vision, and what will your company look like in the future? Do you see the company expanding into other areas and where beyond Vancouver, BC, or even Canada? Yeah. Um, I mean, so ultimately, I'd love it to be global. That's, um, you know, that would be the dream, to basically have an unrestricted marketplace, any Scientists anywhere in the world can get funding from any investor anywhere in the world that wants to support them, that believes in what they're doing. You know, they think they can make a bit of money out of it, sure. But um, that uh, it sounds easy to say it like that, but there's an enormous amount of uh, regulatory challenges, not just in Canada, but everywhere in the world. And each country has their different regulations. So short term, it's, it's 100% focused on Canada. Um, but basically, as soon as we've got enough traction here. Um, we'll be looking basically to go straight over to the US, to the UK, New Zealand, Australia, everywhere that we can. Um, and uh, ultimately, it's about bringing more science to the world and more money to the scientists. So yeah, there's, there's no limit on how far I really want to take it. Okay. Now let's talk a little bit about Vancouver. What are the biggest benefits for you and being an entrepreneur in Vancouver, BC? I want you to give some of the good points about starting a company here, but I also want you to give us some of the tough things or challenges for our listeners so they can keep an eye for them. Sure. Um, so benefits, I'd have to say um, Vancouver has been really exciting in terms of the tech and the startup ecosphere that we've got going on here. I mean, I, I met you at um, the Startup Week just last week or two weeks ago now, and um, you know, there's, there's a lot of exciting things happening it's from fintech to crowdfunding to you name it, any product in, under the sun, there's, there's somebody working on it out of Vancouver. And, you know, it's a really cool city. You can easily find a little bit of peace and quiet out in you know, Stanley Park over the bridge. You can go over north 15 minutes away, you're in the bush, and then, bang, you're back into it in the city. Um, there's, there's a lot going on. So there's no shortage of networks to be built, um, people that can help. And it's 
it's a really inviting uh, you know environment to be in in terms of the people. Everybody's you know big and hot on the space. But I'd have to say some of the challenges that I've had. These these are kind of pet peeves. I guess I, I feel like I've been kind of spoilt with some of our systems back home in New Zealand. And this is more personal than um, you know, professional from a business point of view. But think, even things as simple as, oh, man, this is how much it's going to cost to have a phone plan over here or, you know, the cost of car insurance, the banking, because it's stuff like the general systems like that have been a bit of a letdown uh, for me. But other than that, I, you know, I'm, I haven't had any major issues. We've found an apartment. We've got a, you know, all of our banking and phones and everything set up. It all works. It's, been a bit of a issue banging my head against the wall to try and get stuff like Fido online, but other than that, um, it's it's been a really cool place to to get started, and you know I'm excited to, to keep meeting more people and to you know keep growing what I'm doing. Okay, now we do some of our best work outside the office. Is there a place in the lower mainland close to where you live or work where you like to go recharge or get inspired or just think about your business? And does it change with the season considering all the rain we get here? <laughs> um, I. All, uh, so far, I've heard a lot about the rain, and I've only really been seeing it in maybe the last week or so. We um, kind of arrived here sort of middle of the summer, so we've been really lucky with it so far. But, um, yeah, I, but, uh, you know, I love to get away into the, you know, go hiking in the mountains. We spent quite a lot of time away already camping. Um, we were in um, Lake Lovely Water the other weekend, uh, climbing chiefs just before that. So um, it's it's a really cool city to be able to, very quickly get out into the wilderness and to escape. So I really like that. Um, and I mean, it's not something I can obviously do just after work. I don't have a car, but um, it's definitely um, one of the main reasons that we wanted to come to BC was to have that balance between a working city and also, you know, like the outdoors kind of lifestyle that we really love, which is just over the bridge. Um, in the city, though, I think, yeah, it, it's, it's starting to rain a little bit, so maybe I should invest in an umbrella because if I wanted to get away, I, I like to probably walk around the block. There's a park just down from where we're living. It's, um, you know, that kind of thing. A bit of fresh air always helps. But generally, um, it's, yeah, away into the mountains and you know, see the rivers, the lakes, the, the forests. That's really where I like to go recharge. Okay. Now, we have a lot of international listeners, so I want you to speak to them. You're fairly new here, so this is a great question for you. If you were to start all over again, and you just moved here to Vancouver, BC, but this time you don't know anyone, what would you do, and how would you go about starting all over again as an entrepreneur? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I I think I've been pretty lucky. Things have worked out for me in terms of setting myself up uh, I mean, that, that, that's the first bit of advice I'd, I'd probably give is you've just got to get yourself sorted out with a place to live and stay. Um, we started off in, you know, Airbnbs for the first part of a month, and it's kind of a disruptive lifestyle to, to try and focus on building a business. You can't really do that when you're constantly sleeping on couches or changing places. So um, definitely try and um, have accommodation sorted quickly. Um, and then I guess the second thing is just get straight into it. Just reach out to people, jump on LinkedIn, find people in the startup scene here, locals, um, you know, small businesses, whatever, that you just want to talk to people, book coffees, just start networking. And it's, I mean, it's amazing how quickly people will, you know, offer out a hand support, say, hey, I can connect you with such and such. And, oh, why don't you come and have another meeting next week? We'll talk more about this. It's everybody wants to be part of the growing tech scene. Um, and, by, by that, I mean they, they want to help see it flourish. It's not just all about them or you. It's about, you know, it's a cool, exciting place to be. So get stuck in straight away. Just talk to people. Um, 
And the other thing that I did that I really value was um, I went to um, the LEAP course out of Launch Academy, which is kind of like a, a five-week sort of jump start into the world of startups because I'd come from a big corporate environment. Um, and I definitely do that again because it really sort of got me thinking differently and, you know, approaching this, I, I think at least, in, in the right way to make sure that I'm bootstrapping this effectively. Um, I'm not wasting my money nor my time. I'm actually getting on and making sure that this is viable before I push go really, really hard. Good. Yeah, we've had uh, Ray Willey on the show from Launch Academy. It was a great guest. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, very, very enlightening. Okay, let's talk about your routine. What does the first hour look like for you when you get up in the morning? Do you have a specific routine or a ritual of some sort that helps you get motivated to start your day? <laughs> yeah, so... I'm not a, I'm not a massive fan of um, the kind of the, the drip filter coffee that's really popular around sort of North America. Um, and I bought myself a wee coffee percolator that you sort of cook on the top of the stove element for 30 bucks on Amazon. And it's become my morning ritual where I'll get up, I'll have a shower, and then I'll grind the beans and make myself a coffee process for sort of 10 minutes um, while sort of getting ready for the day. Um, and then I suppose I have you know, breakfast and read through some emails. But I think the most important thing that I do in that first hour is actually plan, put in a bit of a game plan for the day just to make sure that, you know, I've got a one-hour block for, you know, doing this, responding to emails, two-hour block for, you know, working on some coding skills, two-hour block for reaching out to people, networking um, for the startup, that kind of thing. Otherwise, it's very easy to get distracted and have all kinds of different things come at you and derail what you're doing during the day. So... Um, that first hour is pretty much my routine, making the coffee with my wee percolator while planning for the rest of my day. Starting to think as the as the coffee percolates, you're starting to think, okay, what do I need <laughs> yeah. to do today? Exactly. Okay, do you think entrepreneurs have to be weird or unique in a positive way or are wired differently? Um, not not necessarily. I mean, I, I, do you mean sort of eccentric or a bit of a wild card in some way when you ask? Yeah, are they different? I mean, they think differently, have a different mindset, um, or anyone can do it. But yeah, maybe the thinking um, mindset could be something that you're right about being a bit unique or different. But, I mean, I, I don't think you need to be, um, you know, super eccentric or anything to be a successful entrepreneur. I think at the end of the day, um, the biggest thing is about having that drive or that you know, that ultimate goal that you're really trying to get to um, and you're having the motivation to, to stick it out. So I'd, I'd also probably say that it takes a certain willingness to make some sacrifices to get there. You know, like I currently I don't have an income while I'm working full time on this, um, but that's a conscious decision I've made because I'm really passionate about what I'm doing and I want to dedicate myself full time. So I don't want to, you know, do it in the you know, late hours of the evening after coming home from work and doing it in a half hour. So I want to make sure that it, you know, I'm doing this and giving it my all. So I'd say that for me, at least that speaks about dedication and motivation. And I think that's really the, the key ingredients and the rest you can learn along the way. Okay. What books are you reading now and why, or even audiobooks? And can you recommend any books for our listeners who are also aspiring entrepreneurs? Um, yeah, sure. So I, I'm actually reading, I'm reading, I'd say probably the classic here, which is The Lean Startup. Um, I, I mean, that's probably the first place to start I, in a, in a, as far as business books that I'm reading. But um, the one that I'm actually really excited about and reading is uh, Brief History of Time by Stephen Hawking. I guess that speaks to the science-y side of you know, where my interests lie. But um, yeah, it's kind of balanced a bit. I mean, it's not 
uh, fantasy novel or anything like that, but sometimes it can certainly feel like it is a pretty abstract concept. But um, the other one that I've got sitting on my bedside table ready to go is Angel by Jason Galakinis, who's um, who actually came up here a couple of weeks ago now and, and spoke to some of us at a bit of an AMA session, so it was quite interesting, and he gave us his book at the end, so I'll definitely have a flick through that. Any online or offline tools that you like to use on a daily basis? Um, yes, yeah, so right, well, right now I'm trialling a program called Rike, W-R-I-K-E, which is a, like a day-to-day sort of program or project management tool. Um, I'd say planning and you know, project management wouldn't be my strong suit, so I really need to use some sort of tool to, to help me keep on top of that, whether that's just a calendar or you know, sketching it out in a book. Um, but other than that, I, yeah, I'm using Code Academy to learn some development. Um, at the moment, JavaScript is the language I'm focused on. I'm using Wishpond to host a landing page. Um, I use Slack for communication and standard Google Docs, Calendar, Gmail, that sort of stuff as well. Okay. Now, you've been here a few months now, so you know just how beautiful this place is. We've got the mountains here. We've got the ocean, yeah. lakes, streams, and parks, and everything else you can imagine. How do you balance work, and how do you relax and not even think about work? And what are your favorite activities to do here in BC with or without your family? Do you ski, bike, kayak, golf, hike, or go for um, a drive? Yeah, good question. So skiing definitely would be top of my list. Um, I'm getting really excited about the winter coming up. Um, I yeah love getting away into the bush, especially going just over the bridge. It's it's really really quick to get to some cool paths, some cool forest trails. Um, we were over on Vancouver Island last weekend camping out there, so a lot of a lot of beautiful places to explore just on the doorstep is, is really really nice, and that's a big thing that I try to do, um, especially on the weekends to balance the work and the lifestyle. Um, and I guess one other thing is I I do try and draw a bit of a line in the sand between you know, actually doing work and actually taking the time to relax and enjoy myself in the afternoons, well, evenings really, by the time I get home. Um, it's, I got quite good at it, I think, in my last job because sometimes funny hours with international customers and stuff. But, um, yeah, I'm trying to keep that line drawn because otherwise it all blends into one big blur and everything's just working on start the reaction. <laughs> okay. If you weren't doing what you do now, what would you like to do for a profession? Well, it's a, that's actually a really interesting question because I, I didn't know that I was going to do this particular startup until a few weeks before I got here. Um, I thought, well, some of the other things I was looking at doing, um, oh, I was, I was really interested in trying to see if I could get involved on the business side of uh, any sort of nuclear development program here um, because back home in New Zealand, your nuclear anything is banned. It's, it's not allowed. You can't even bring a nuclear vessel into our ports or anything like that. So I'm a big believer in the technology, especially working towards fusion and um, which <laughs> to sort of plug what I'm doing is one of these projects that's been sincerely underfunded for you know, two decades, three decades now. But that was one thing I really wanted to get into. Um, or other than that, I, I suppose I'd love to get involved somehow um, for any sort of um, you know, any, any of the vendors involved with SpaceX or anything working towards the sort of space privatization um, industry would have been super exciting in, in Canada. But it was sort of around that time when I was thinking about things that excited me that I really made the decision to, to say, well, let's, let's do what you want to do and try and make a difference. What kind of a job would you not like to do? Couldn't do it. 
I'd tell my brother I couldn't be an accountant because he's an accountant, but um, uh, I'd, I'd have to say I, I could not be a lawyer. I, I don't know. I just, especially not like a barrister, I just would find it either extremely stressful or extremely boring, um, never anywhere in the middle. And it's, you know, not to discredit lawyers out there, but it's just absolutely not for me, not my area of interest, no. Okay. In business, what is your favorite word, quote, or sentence that you like to use? Um, oh, I, I quite like the, it's not necessarily a business phrase, but it does work in a business context, is ask for forgiveness, not permission. Um, I kind of speaks to coming from a big corporate environment into the startup scene where now it definitely feels like you go for the, the, um, the forgiveness aspect rather than the, the permission. You just trial things, you iterate, you make changes, you, you just go, you execute, but Previously, it was all, uh, you've got to submit this to the board and they review and then it goes to a dozen other people and by the time they've all signed off, it's two months down the track and you've missed the opportunity. So, um, yeah, ask for forgiveness, not permission, is really just about making stuff happen. What is your least favorite word or sentence you do not like to hear? <laughs> um, I, I don't know why, but the phrase touch base, you know, oh, we should touch base, uh, it really used to sort of annoy me. It's like the corporate buzzword it, just drove me nuts. Um, I don't, it was just something that was way overused, and a lot of the time it was just to have a meeting for the sake of having a meeting, and it didn't really amount to anything. But um, in the startup world, I, probably similarly, I, I kind of there's a few buzzwords, you know, hustling, hacking, and all that sort of stuff. That I, you know, I realize it's about drawing a distinction between how traditional business might operate versus how a startup or growth marketing might work here. But I don't know. It just it, kind of annoys me a little bit when people get really involved with this whole uh, buzzword thing when really it's just a different way of, of doing something more focused on the execution than the planning, I suppose. If you had to pick one or two words to describe yourself, what would it be and why? Um, I'd say co- confidence, <laughs> walking a fine line between cocky and delusional, um, maybe um, rational or um, you know, something like integrity. I, I like to think I've got a you know, certain set of standards and morals I adhere to. Um, I love helping people. I don't try to pretend to be someone I'm not. I don't sell out my values for a quick buck or anything like that. So, yeah, maybe integrity, confident. Okay. What keeps you up at night, if anything? Um, at the moment, honestly, it's just excitement to be if, if anything that's why I try and draw that line between work and personal life um yeah if I if I talk to my like as a girlfriend will tell me to shut up sometimes if I won't stop going on about it but the ideas and everything I have it's um it's actually helped quite a lot to have a book just by my bed and jot things down to try and calm my mind and, and go to sleep um but nothing negative I'll say that much it's um yeah it's it's all exciting things if anything that will, will keep me awake Okay, I want you to give us the top three things on your inspired life list. Now, this can be a bucket list of some sort, whether you want to travel more, write books, philanthropy, TEDx talk, anything like that? Um, oh, that's a good question. Besides, you know, what I'm doing, I mean, oh, I, the, the, I know this doesn't sound like a massive goal to anybody else, but for me, the most inspired thing right now would be I'd really love to have one scientist that has this one project they've always wanted to do, they could never get funded and find them the money to do that, that would that would be amazing. I, I think it would be the best feeling to be able to enable that. Um, maybe Some, this, something this, like a global changing yeah, cure. Okay. Um, 
a global, oh, global thing. I'd love to see. Um, I'd love to see man make it to Mars. Yeah, with what SpaceX is doing, I, I think it's pretty inspirational. I, I mean, I, I don't even want to say that it might happen. I think it will happen. I look forward to seeing it happen in the next decade or two. That they'll they'll put somebody there. Yeah. Um, other than that, uh, yeah, I I don't know. Um, travel more? That's a good question. Would you like to travel I, more? I, I would. I mean, travel is one that everybody says, but I've I've just finished going all the way through South America for six months, so travel is not not immediate front of mind for me. I'm actually kind of excited to be settled in one place and able to work on on what I'm doing. As sad as that might sound, some people. How about write a book? I actually, yeah, I would. I would quite like to write a book. I've always. I've never really fancied myself much of a writer, though, but I, I certainly like to talk, so maybe have somebody help me scribe and um, put some ideas out there would be great, yeah. Okay. Do you have any advice that you may have received that you can pass on to entrepreneurs in Vancouver and throughout BC? Um, yeah, there's the one bit of advice that actually was happening this afternoon. There's the guy, uh, the general manager at Launch Academy, Hussein, took us to the sleep course, and he would always pound us and say, if you don't know what you should be working on, you should be working on something to do with the customer, 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 whether that's talking to them, finding them, building an interface that's better suited to them, just focus on the customer. So um, I guess the advice I'd give is if you don't know where to start, just start with the potential customer for your business or for your startup. Okay, cool. Okay, well, uh, we have one more question for you before we wrap this up. And uh, as you know, entrepreneurs are very, very busy people. And uh, like you, you're starting a company, you got things going, there's a lot on your mind, and you're always connected on the internet. But we're going to take you away from all that. There's a small tropical island just off Fiji that only has one phone booth there. There is no internet. We're going to drop you off there. You won't have a computer or a smartphone or a tablet. You can use the phone booth located there anytime to call the boat. We'll come pick you up. How long would you last before you made that call? And what would you do while you were there? Um... Oh, I think I'll, I'd last a wee while at least. I mean, well, you'd take some time in the sun and play in the water. I think it would be quite cool to try and last a few days, you know, build a shelter out of uh, no, palm leaves or <laughs> whatever you can find around. But uh, I think I'd, I'd certainly try and, and stay at least a night, if not a couple, if I could build like a, a half pie decent shelter and find some coconuts and <laughs> enjoy my time in the sun. So you'd take it as a vacation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A vacation for a couple of days at least and try, try go sort of caveman survival on it. So 48 hours and you put the call through. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Phil. Well, how can our listeners get hold of you and is there anything you'd like to add before you leave us today? Um, yeah, sure. So you can, you can get in touch through um, my website, which is www.starttherreaction.com um, and there'll be plugs in there for social media and whatnot. Um, I'd love to talk to you if you're interested, if you are a scientist in need of funding for a commercializable project you're working on and, you know, take commercializable with a grain of salt because almost anything is, you know, I can guarantee you that. Um, and if you're interested in knowing more about it, please reach out, um, you know, networking. I'm trying to, you know, find out more from people around Vancouver um, and I'd love to talk to you. So please feel free to get in touch. Okay, Phil, well, thank you for coming on the show. I've learned a lot about you, and I'm sure our listeners have as well. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Robert. I really appreciate it. Great. Okay, we'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye. 
Hey there, thanks for taking the time to listen to the VancouverEntrepreneur.ca podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show today. Make sure you sign up for our newsletters and write a review for us on iTunes, and then connect with us on Twitter at VanCityPodcast and like us on Facebook, and you'll get all the latest news, including the BC Weekly Business Report, where you can find out more about what's going on in this fabulous province of ours. See you next time. Yeah.